all my friends, present, pass it beyond, especially those who aren't with us too long. Life is the most precious thing you can lose. While you were here, the fun was never ending. Life a minute was only beginning. Can I call that nickel? There's one for you! And good evening, everybody. Hello, and my name is Matt Benarchek, and you are tuned in to the first episode of Talking Sports with Matty B. It is my distinct pleasure to be here tonight for our first podcast, and uh, you know, hoping that this is the first of many, many, many podcasts to come, where I will attempt. Uh, hopefully uh, successfully attempt to present to you my views and opinions on the world of sports. Now, a little bit about the program and a little bit about the content of the program. It is a sports-based contented program. I I will be dwelling into the world of all sports, um, sports that are in the headlines, sports that are, you know, coming around the corner, Stuff like that. Uh, of course, I do have my wheelhouse, but uh, I will try to keep this as generalized and broad as as we can do it going through. And it is my hope that um, I can bring guests on and uh, we can basically start this journey and this adventure together. And it leads to great and wonderful, informative <laughs> things. Uh but yeah, so give you a little bit about myself. Uh, my name is Matt Benarchek. I am a adult male living in the United States of America, and um, I'm a big, huge sports fan. Now, I'm I am from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I was born and raised here. Uh, grew up sports as um, you know. Didn't grow up in a sports family. Actually, you know, I grew up in a. Uh, uh, my father was a police officer, a Philly cop, and my mom was a stay-at-home mom. And um, not very sports-oriented people. Um, but I grew up in a neighborhood in Northeast Philly um, that was dominated, you know, by sports. And also, you know, by, I would imagine by the times, too. You know, in the 1980s, we didn't have 300 channels. We had, what, six, seven, maybe. Uh, no internet. Uh, gaming systems kind of came came on as I was growing up, but nothing like you know, nothing like we have now. So it was either go outside and play or, or, or I don't know what. Um, so that's what I did. And the kids around the block or kids on the block actually were very heavily in sports and their love of sports and both playing it and, and following it and watching it, you know, kind of bled over to me, um, you know, and growing up, I, I remember vividly, uh, shooting hoops outside in the snow, um, you know, playing football in the rain, uh, you know, hockey, uh, you know, uh, growing up in the 80s, we didn't have the um, advantages of some communities in some places with as terms of ice rinks. I mean, I don't even think we had one in the area. So it was roller hockey. And I actually didn't even skate for the first time or ice skate for the first time until I was like 16. So, but, um, but sports was a very, very important part of my life as a child. 
and it has just grown at leaps and bounds as my adult life has has of course um, continued. Um, so the the really intent of this program is to just I don't know, talk sports, you know, and hear basically feedback from everybody out there on one how how you like me, uh, and two. Um, what do you want to hear from me? I mean, I will talk about anything anybody wants me to talk about in the world of sports, uh, with no, no problem. So, you know, as I was thinking about the content for tonight's show, my first one, and you never can have another first show, you know, so this is it, this is going to be, you know, the one, um, and I'm sure I'll probably look back on this a year or two from now and be like, Oh God, that was my first show. (laughs) But, um, obviously here in April, um, April 18th, 2020, uh, you know, we are living in strange times. Um, we are living in the midst of a global pandemic with COVID-19, the coronavirus um, that has um, ushered in new terms uh, like social distancing, um, self-quarantining, um, you know, a norm that right now, um, I know a lot of us are, are feeling it. You know, I know a lot of us have have um, maybe learned some things about ourselves, maybe learned some things good and bad about ourselves. But um, we, we as a people, we'll, we'll see this through. Um, I, I mean, I've never lived through or experienced anything like this before. Uh, we've gone through some tragedies and hardships and we will go through tragedies and hardships again. Uh, but right now it's, it's COVID-19 and what it has done to this world. Uh, first and foremost, what it has caused in, in terms of the death and the pain and loss to, to thousands of people, you know, is, is something I can't, I, you know, I, I can't put it in the context or perspective. I mean, that, that's that's life and death, and it is extremely sad. And thoughts and prayers every day that I wake up here go out to those who are out there every day. You know, while I'm self quarantined, uh, they're out there fighting this thing. Uh, they're out there putting them putting themselves at risk to get us through this. And you know, sports or anything else in this world right now is rightfully taking a back seat to what is happening and, and how these people that, that are fighting this fight for us uh, are going about their business. So, so we are about a month into this self quarantine. Um, all major sports in America were closed or canceled or postponed about, about a month, maybe going on five weeks now. Um, there's, there's some talk now about, uh, you know, starting to look at now, what is the process in, starting it back up. Um, the NBA, the NHL, MLB, uh, the, the three out of the four major leagues that um, were directly affected by this um, situation have all still taken the official stance of postponement versus cancellation. Uh, but that is one side of the story. The other side, with when it comes to sports in North America, has been on the the leagues that have canceled for the year. Um, And 
especially maybe on the amateur side of it a little bit with the NCAA and the winter sports never uh, able to finalize, no champions crowned in men's or women's basketball or gymnastics or or uh, ice hockey. Uh, none of that was was ever done for these young men and women. And in the spring sports, uh, just as they were getting started, you know, it ended before it could even start. So as we, we kind of navigate through this on a social level, um, we will make up for some of this. You know, life will return. It'll return to a new normal. I, I you know, I hear it all the time. And, you know, through this situation, I it, it, it's been really, really great to see uh, people from all walks of life, even those that are not necessarily on the front lines of this, but people that were in the sporting business or the sporting uh, information arena, they have taken to their own personal social media platforms to continue to keep people informed and to at least say, hey, you know, you're not alone out here. You know, we're all here and we're all enduring through this. And it has been a great testament uh, to our to our character as a people. Um, and it's been a great help to me. Uh, I tune in daily uh, to listen to sports personalities from all over the country, uh, both here at the local area in Philly um, with uh, the sports personalities on the radio. And then, of course, on the national side, um, you know, it, it's been great to to at least know that we're not alone and that we're all dealing with this. And that has been a plus of the modern technology of the 21st century, I guess. Um, you know, a lot of people have asked me through this crisis, what has been the worst part of it for me? And, um, you know, I don't really know the answer to that question. I, I've, uh, I've looked in myself for that answer. And, you know, I, I can't, I cannot come up with anything that doesn't sound selfish. You know, the interruption to my life, the interruption to sports, the interruption to my routine, my, 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 you know, and it sounds awful, awful selfish. Um, but when I, when I look out and I see on a daily basis, uh, those people that are going above and beyond to try to like, you know, Hey, we're here. Um, it makes me feel a little bit better about feeling that way. Uh, I, I, I don't know if that's makes any sense, but that is kind of what, how I look at it. Um, and that's kind of the answer that I've given people when they've asked me what the worst part about this has been. But as we look to the future and that future of, you know, and it's already started to talk, you know, the talk about reopening, um, the seasons for, I think, particularly baseball, um, how that's going to look, the question of, you know, playing in arenas with no fans or sequestering major league baseball clubs to hotels in Arizona and, you know, making them play at a certain spot in Arizona and then sending them right back to their hotels. These are some of the questions that, that I've actually had an opportunity to, well, again, think about. And I, you know, I, I've come up with some, some interesting theories about this. Um, and, and I remember on the first day that maybe not the first day, but like within the first two or three days when this all started, 
I was like, you know, sports is canceled. Wow. That's horrible. And then as the days began to kind of go burn through and burn through, and we started seeing all the, you know, the the replay of the of the 1980 World Series or the 1978 Stanley Cup Finals and rewatch some of these great sporting events from the past. You know, in the beginning it was novel and cool, but then by like maybe like week and a half, two weeks in, it was be like, you know, wow, I'm really missing live sports. And then that's probably around the time that um, the the whole concept of, of of playing in front of no fans, I guess, was brought first brought to my attention. And at that time, I was like, you know what? Yes, I can we do it tomorrow? You know, I don't care. Let's get real sports back. Let's get it back right now. Let's not waste any more time. Um, I'll sit there and I will, I will imagine crowd noise and I will imagine all that. And I just want to see something live. But now, you know, heading into week five, I've had a change of heart about that. So, as I was thinking through my life of sports and why I'm such a big fan of sports, um, it, it kind of dawned on me. Again, maybe on on the wrong level, or maybe on that selfish level again, but the energy that fans give at a sporting event to me makes those events what they are and what endears people to sports. And this is, again, my opinion. Um, the sounds, the sounds of a ballpark in the summertime, you know, the smells, the sounds, the all that, it, it just lends to the experience of a baseball game. The, the crowd noise at a football game. Just the the, the 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 thunder, the earth-shattering cheers when it when a play goes your way. That that again, it just it just lends itself to the experience. And the same thing about the hockey game. You know, the roar of the crowd when the when when your team scores and the horn goes, and it's just that energy that you provide those players. I think that I would. If I think if you take that out of, of sports, then the product that we will be seeing on the ice or on the field or on the courts, you know, would just be, you know, just, hey, it's something, you know. And don't get me wrong. It, you're right. It is something. And it's something that I, I believe that we – you know, we're yearning for, <laughs> you know, and we're, we're, we're really wanting. And, um, you know, a glass half full, half empty mentality at this point, I guess. Uh, can't have your cake and eat it too, whatever cliche you want to you wanna toss out there. But I don't know if I want that. And I've asked, uh, I've asked this question to, on many social media platforms throughout the last few weeks about, you know, to, to people that are, in the business, in the sports about, Hey, how do you feel personally about playing in front of no fans? And I get the, I get the standard answer that, you know what? I think it's just a matter of, of us playing. Yeah. We would miss the fans, but, but getting back out there and playing. Um, but I, I don't know anymore. You know, I, I don't. And, and if it means we can't play hockey or basketball or baseball till August or September, you know, I, I, I'm at a, I'm at a point where I'm thinking maybe that 
that's then so be it. You know, I, 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 I just fear that again, maybe the concept will be novel in the beginning. Ooh, look, I can hear what the, what the quarterback is saying, or I can, he, you know, Oh, that's the chatter that they go back and forth, you know, between the receiver and, and the quarterback. And then, Oh, this is what the quarterback says to the receiver when he's really mad that the guy blew the play or, or this is the chatter that's on, on a hockey, you know, on a hockey rink between the team as they're trying to run a power play. Or this is the chatter on an NBA court when they're running a, uh, a certain defensive play. But do you honestly think, and if you think about it, what would the Stanley Cup finals be like without fans? What would the NBA finals be without fans? I mean, there's some teams in the NBA right now that if they don't have that home court advantage, I don't, I don't know if they're going to even get to the playoffs. So what, what would those events sound like and look like and feel like without fans? And I heard today that, you know, from a very renowned person in the business, a uh, man by the name of Chris Sims, former NFL quarterback, uh, son of former NFL quarterback Phil Sims, uh, Chris Sims currently works for the NBC Sports Network. Uh, he's a football insider. And he was on a uh, local Philadelphia sports radio talk show this morning, and he mentioned that out of a 53-man football roster, now generally speaking, of course, this was not done in any kind of like individual poll, but out of a 53-individual football roster, 43 out of those 53 players don't need the fans don't need the energy. Don't need to draw that energy from the fans. That they live and breathe it. They, 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 they are embedded in in the game. They, they, this is what they do. But there's ten. But the ten of them, yeah, they need the fans. They they need the showmanship. They need the the, the limelight. Um, and, and I don't I don't necessarily think that's correct. I I, I would I I would look at those numbers more of a half and half. But it's not necessarily, in my opinion, about the players either. I think it's a lot to do with with the fans. I mean, some of my greatest memories as a child that endeared me to sports were going to these games. And I know we are we are faced with a new normal in our society, a, a, a normal that will probably never, ever be the same again. Right. And I'm not saying that's bad because we've done this before. 9-11 was never going to be the same after 9-11. But we've adapted. We've overcome that. And we will do the same with this. But going to your game, going, I mean, taking a child and, and saying, you know, oh, you know, you're a baseball fan. Well, you know, have you ever been to a game? No, we're not allowed to go to games. To me, I, I and I and I know that wouldn't be a permanent thing. I know it's not permanent, but I I find myself more and more these days erring on the side of let's not rush back. If we're going to come back strong, which we will, if we're going to come back more resolved, which we will then let's come back all together as one. Let's fill the seats. Let's 
Let's fill the ballpark when it's appropriate, when it's right. And let's play and enjoy sports the way it's supposed to be done. <laughs> Instead of, you know, what I saw this week, at a, I guess it was a baseball game in Korea maybe, or Japan. They had mannequins sitting in the in the stands. Um, I don't know. I, I just I find myself more and more hedging on the let's stay here and let's let's kind of see this thing through until the end. So that has been a topic of that has been a topic of of, of great thought with me. And then um, as as we move forward in in these podcasts, uh, hopefully there'll be more to talk about than just the coronavirus and the effects that has on professional sports. But um, I think it's very important to take note that um, we're going to be fine and we're going to win this battle and we're going to do it together. And we're going to come out of here as a strong, strong people. So I am happy to be here. Uh, I look forward to many weeks of, of great communication and great fun and great entertainment and hopefully maybe get you thinking about some things and together maybe we can go down a great journey and, and just have a lot of fun and, and not get caught up in, in the world and all of its kookiness, I guess. <laughs> and um, I'm just happy to be here. I'm happy to be doing this. And I look forward to seeing you guys again next week. Uh, this will be a weekly broadcast. I will be putting things on here weekly. And then definitely, hopefully, getting some guests and, and having some more thought-provoking type of things for you guys to listen to. So, again, I am Matt Benarchek. You are listening to Talking Sports with Matty B. And I will see you guys next week. Hood, the 